0: Please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. I shouldn't have played the old Don Owen Smith by the runaway beer truck! Snaps it anyway!
1: West Virginia is a special Welcome to
0: Section
1: Four Podcast, where we are drinking beers and talking eaters after celebrating what was a, uh, I don't know if you call it a big win or not. I mean,. Yeah, it's a big win. We hadn't beaten them yet. They've been
2: I know they're down this year, but they've they've dominated the Big 12 and when you're 3 and 5 or what No, no, I'm sorry. 3 and 6, any wins a big win. So I I would I would it's not going to be one you hang your hat on and and you know, 20 years down the road have a picture on the wall for it, but given our situation right now, that's a big win.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it's kind of like is it? I mean, like, when you look at it, and you look at the big scheme, we didn't really dominate. And actually, I mean, we had chances and couldn't capitalize. Well, you made a change of quarterback. I mean, this could be a
2: turning point for the program. Um, it's not going to gain any traction nationally, but there's a lot of negativity around the program right now. And a lot of it's well-founded because things are not going the way they should.
1: So it's funny that you bring up the change of quarterback because, I mean, we've been saying something's wrong with Daniels. Something's wrong. I mean, and then you saw it on that throw to Prather. I mean, Prather had the first down. All, all Daniels had to do was just, you know, casually put it in his chest. I mean, he was by himself, and he throws it at his ankles.
2: He also overthrew KP on the sideline. Yeah, you remember that play? I do. I just he just he's not the same player. His strength was accuracy, especially especially like in the intermediate area, probably twenty to twenty and in, twenty five and in, and he can't even do that right now. So he is very ineffective at QB.
1: Yeah, which makes you wonder if the rumors that him being hurt are true or not. I mean, I've... he's
2: something's off. It, it, it's got to be. He has to be heard. I I mean, your eyes are not deceiving you.
1: (laughs) And then unlike unlike Ames, we made the change before the first half, got back into the game, made it a ball game with Green.
2: That's why I really wanted to do that last weekend. I know he got in late, but you could just tell that Oklahoma was not ready for him. We ran the ball like over fifty times yesterday. Why were we able to do that? Because we had two options to run. You had a running back and a quarterback who can, who is a very effective runner. He had over hundred yards yesterday. They but they weren't ready for it. They were ready for JT Daniels' air raid. Not that by the end of that game we looked like Rich Rod.
1: Yeah, and Pat tweeted out. He said we gave you all the blueprint. Right. Right. I mean, but it, it's crystal clear. Like you said, and this is what we've been saying over and over, the air raid, quote-unquote, the spread, quote-unquote, type offense is based off of a mobile quarterback. Now, did – and listen to Brown's post game? did uh, Green kind of go off script a little bit on some stuff? And, yeah – but
2: I don't think he likes that.
1: He doesn't. He took a couple digs
2: at Green after the game. He did. Which to me What are you doing, pal? He just won you the game. You know, we what? got a national reporter on game day saying Neil Brown's probably fired if they lose today. This guy goes out and wins you the game and you're like, well, you know, he didn't he did that, he missed that. Like, what the fuck's your problem? Seriously. I would say this kid kid was fighting for yards. Laid it all out there, and you
1: make those comments. You know what the issue to me, I think, is that is ego. No, I don't think. Like he's even, I said well, it last is ego. week, that's Neil's ego. But I think Brown's a control freak, and he he doesn't he doesn't like like a player like Green that goes a little bit off script and creates because he's out he's not in control of that. It's it's not. Um, I did <clears throat> I did find out through asking around. I mean, I know we kept saying that this offense is not. Graham Harrell's offense that Brown's got to have his hands in it, and I was told that Brown has stayed out of the game planning and play calling. Okay, completely. Hey man, Graham so, Harrell hadn't been getting it done lately. No, and so maybe, and so maybe what it was was Graham knew that JT just didn't have what he needed, So it's you possible know, it changes the playbook where Green comes in. It kind of opens up a different side of the playbook. But then it, he did what he needed to do was come out. And not only did he run, but then he made some passes and some throws that made Oklahoma say, shit, you know, now we can't just sell out on a run. He can throw the ball, and he's not bad at it. No, he's got a pretty good and arm. So you had to respect it. Right. And it
2: wasn't just the situational put Garrett Green in and everyone knows you're either running like a QB power or a draw.
1: No, well, Did you see Green at ha- coming out after halftime? He was standing there with Daniels throwing, uh-huh. warming up. Green didn't have his helmet on Daniel's did. Right. Like he didn't find out until right before the Well right, kick-off. they said they said Brown went to him and said, "Go get your helmet, you're going in."
2: How could you not put He came in I think on the third series and I was sitting with both my uncles and
1: We were Which, by the way happy birthday D-Wayne.
2: Yeah, we had a good time yesterday. Um but it was cl- crystal clear. And it's nothing against Daniels. I like Daniels. I think he's tough as nails. He's obviously a competitor. And you got to go with the guy who gives you the best chance to win. And I don't know what's wrong with Daniels. I think it's an injury. But right now, he does not give you the best chance to win. Well,
1: and Crawford and I were talking about that. (laughs) Yeah, Funny, I mean, right before we walked in, was making, you know, having to make that move. And is this – is J T. Daniels and Garrett Green, Neil Browns, Pat White, Adam Bednarik. Now,
2: I mean that's the obvious comparison, but everything's different, right? Yeah. But
1: I'm just saying, with you know, I mean, Bro- Rod was real high on Bednarik going into that season, but he liked the aspect that Pat brought with the running, you know. So, he was – I mean, he was selling out. He was all four, and he said it over and over that he was, he was going to have a two-quarterback system. Which I hated. I hated it. Most people do because I, it normally I, doesn't work. I wanted
2: – I saw Pat White break off a 50-yard run against Wofford in the second game, and I said, that's your guy. There he is. Like, let him go. Then he won the Maryland game for us. a lot. Nobody remembers that. Everybody always brings up the uh, Louisville comeback, rightfully so, but – he won the Maryland game for us that year. It's just a walking first down. So, I don't know. I wouldn't – I mean, that comparison is is what it is, but I would like to see this evolve, offense evolve. I would too. Running quarterback.
1: But, so so let's – before we talk a little bit more about the game, let's talk about what you brought up about the report that got leaked out to Pete Thamel. Number one, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire and Pete Thamel doesn't report on something unless it's, you know, gas is about to be dumped on a on a spark.
2: Yeah, that's that's red red flashing lights to
1: me. Right. So someone let it out to Pete Thamel knowing that this is almost for sure one way or the other. Now, I know people are saying that well, Brown just won Oklahoma, so he just saved himself another year. I don't know because it brings a whole new heat to it, seeing what Garrett Green just have, has done, and Green's been here for what three years now.
2: That's right. I, so two, three years. I have no idea with COVID anymore. Like, right. Yeah. So
1: let's say let's say three years. He's right. been here three years. You go out and bring in J T. Daniels. Green has seen slot action. Has seen, you know. Gimmick, gimmick yeah. plays at quarterback, and then he comes out and has that heart and that drive and that motor and that motivation that, I mean, you, you saw the change in the team, that, that different spark. So I don't think so much that the pressure is off Brown anymore. It it opens up more questions, in in my opinion. Now, do I think Brown will be back next year? Let's see how the rest of the season plays out. If he if he finishes – if he's competitive in one of the next two games and then – There's no reason he shouldn't be
2: competitive. I mean, everyone's even – pretty close to being even in this league. Yeah,
1: K-State, I don't
2: think – They busted Baylor's ass. Yeah, so – I saw a tweet yesterday that there was – there's a scenario where every Big 12 team could get bowl eligible, if that tells you anything. We're one of the worst teams in the league, but you better play well to beat us. We've had one just complete turd game against um, Texas. Texas Tech. Yeah, in Texas we didn't play very well. But I mean, One
1: complete turd game, yes, yeah, Texas Tech.
2: T- TCU's undefeated. We had a shot to beat them. So that tells you all you need to know. It's a competitive league. I don't think we're as bad as everyone thinks we are, but we're we're kind of a mess too I mean if we play well, we can play with just about anybody in the big twelve and w- that, it, is that good or bad though that's the thing like we were supposed to take the next step this year. We haven't done that
1: no, actually, we've regressed.
2: I think we're about the same to be honest with you as we were last year, you know like we're not terrible, but we're we're not that good it's It's a very weird no we're but just that
1: in the middle and but that team last year. Was able to find a way
2: to get ball eligible. To, yeah, I mean, find I mean, a they, way,
1: find a way to win when they needed to win. They
2: didn't quit last year, right? You can give them that. I mean, we beat a bad Texas team and beat Kansas to get ball eligible. And so
1: I would say that this team hadn't quit except for Ames. Ames, this team quit. They laid down. I thought they got worn down in the fourth quarter and kind of laid down. They definitely quit
2: against um, Texas Tech. Yeah, but. And that's the game Brown says, like, our effort was unacceptable. And I I don't know. I just – it's a very – do you want to see this guy another year? I don't know. I'm kind of on the side of making a change. But if we play well the last two games and Garrett Green's the guy and it looks like It's more exciting, and it looks like something we haven't seen before. Even if we do finish 4-8 or 5-7, and do you continue on with this? Do you blow it up? That's the thing. Do you blow this up, or is it worth one more run? It's a very tough question. And people are talking about firing the coach and the AD. I mean, that is – who's going to
1: hire the next coach? Like, what are you going to Do you want my honest gut feeling? With just sure. the buzz now is Brown will be back next year. Shane Lyons will not. Who and, knows? And I and I think a, a lot of that is stemming from while people are upset <clears throat> at Brown with just where we are, you know, thinking that we were going to get we were finally going to have that eight win team, you know, ten win team, right, right. You you were saying the right things. You're doing the right things. Why do you reward at the time eleven and eleven with an unbelievable contract? It, it defies all reality. It really does. There were rumors that Auburn might have been interested in him, but I don't. I okay. Don't know. Guess what? There's rumors that you know this person's going here, this person's going right. there, all the time. There's rumors that now. Lane Kiffin is going to go to Auburn. There's rumors now that Hugh Freeze is going to go to Auburn. You're going to have rumors, and guess what? If you're successful, that's going to happen. I I but, don't understand the extension. I never have. But I if I was if I was Auburn, and I looked at Neil Brown's record at eleven and eleven after 2020, yeah, I'd go. Eh, let's see what he does in five years. Yeah, right, right. You Auburn's know, Auburn's a tough job. I'm. I'm not worried, about – I mean, shoot, I'd take the job at Auburn because they're paying out 37 million on the past two coaches on buyouts. So I think I said
2: this last week. I looked it up. The last five coaches there have been fired. Yeah, three of the
1: five went undefeated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: Gus Malzahn, they got rid of him. Right, Terry Bowden. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Malzahn, Malzahn wasn't one of them. Right, uh, he played for the national
1: championship. though. That's what I was going to say. He didn't go undefeated. But it he was, was Bowden
2: in. and uh, Tuberville and Chiswick. They all three got fired. But. They're delusional.
1: There's definitely. I don't think this cools Neil Brown's seat any. And I do think that the seat, after the Thamel report, the seat on lines may be a little bit more hot. Because, though,
2: I mean, you can't fire an athletic director off of one decision.
1: He hired Neil Brown, everyone said this was a home run. But what, but what, what we don't know is what, what Lyons is saying and doing behind closed doors. Exactly. No one knows that. He and might... that's that's the part. What might be pissing off the donors? Exactly. Like yeah, we don't know. Kendrick and Moores. I mean, he may be telling them to blow me, and you know, blow and, me. And who are you to tell me? You know what I mean. He might have instead of that, man. Hey, let's you know, let's see what we can work out. Let you know, and trying to keep people on his side. He may just be smug. And be who turning knows? them off. Who knows? And well, if he's turning off donors,
2: then he's got to get the fuck out of. Well, town. but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's
1: if if that because minus speculation that his job was in trouble, it was more focused all on Neil Brown. Exactly. exactly. Now, Pete Thamel goes on game day and throws Lyon's name in there, makes me think that he's been doing something or saying something that's rubbed people the wrong way. Not so much connected to Brown.
2: I'd love to know who leaked that. I would too. I would love to know. We'll never find out.
1: Man, it was a cold, nasty day, though. Yep. Winning makes everything better. Yeah. That would have been miserable
2: to lose. A guy that I have beaten like a fucking pinata had a good day. Jordan Leslie, the defense played well yesterday. They gave up some chunk
1: plays, but they played well. They did. And that that was one thing that I looked at my buddy Gene and said while we were watching the game. I said, for once... The defense is giving you everything they have and keeping you in this game, and the offense can't do shit. And then they yeah pull the JT, first half yeah everything JT, changed and the spark changed right
2: that happens too. I mean, here's the thing with the mobile quarterback: mm-hmm. a guy can miss a block, and whoever Major Harris, Garrett Green, Michael Vick, they can make a guy yeah. miss and turn it into a positive play. Hell, right. Garrett Green's going to get sacked for minus twelve. He rolls out, and because he's short, and the guy from Oklahoma took a bad angle to tackle him, hit him up high, and we got a face mask.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's one thing that I did notice, though, when that pocket collapsed. I mean, Green can't see over the line. So there was that heave mm-hmm. of his arm was a whole different – you know, that that's concerning. But odds are, I'd say nine times out of ten, he's not going to stay in a pocket anyway. No, I, I like what I I've been kind of
2: intrigued by him for two years, because I can remember last year we put him in against TCU and he busted like a seventy yard run. Yeah, and I I'm a mobile quarterback guy. I will never understand any coach who does not get a dual threat quarterback.
1: Well, no, I mean, and I mean, look at Lamar Jackson in the NFL, and people were saying that wouldn't that wouldn't work in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, me included. And Harbaugh said, you know, I changed my system for him, not make him fit mine. So, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be interesting where we go from here and what, and what goes on in the next couple games. I mean, I know Brown said that he's not going to release any information on who the next quarter – I'm like, look, you've – tell you what, if he the – worst, The worst thing you can do right now is to start JT Daniels yeah, next week. If, if, if he does, does care, that next week. If you care about your job, now – Garrett goes out there, and before before I say any more of this, I'm not all hyped up on, you know, Garrett Green's gonna win us the next three games. Oklahoma hadn't seen him. No one really seen him. Minus him coming in on junk plays. No one knew what he would do and how he could do. So Oklahoma didn't have a time to game plan. True. Now K State has an opportunity to game plan for both. They do. Daniels and Green. So let's see what it does when a team's actually seen a lot of film on him and and with the consideration of him starting. But the best chance to win and the best chance to win from here on out against K-State and Oklahoma State this season will be Garrett Green. I feel if Green goes down or, say, Green just doesn't have it against K-State, you look at Nico. Nico. And you tell him that's not going to happen.
2: I, I I'm not disagreeing with would, you. I, I so you would rather
1: would, lose the game.
2: Well, if Green not, looks he like would not put. If Daniels is halfway healthy, he will put
1: Daniels in over Nico. And see, and again, that comes down to his ego. Because to me, if we're gonna if, if we're not looking good, and Green to, and I started Green because Daniels is hurt or Daniels just hasn't looked good and then Green comes in against K-State and doesn't have it, I'm throwing Nico in there. The only way I think Green would come out is if he got hurt.
2: I think you ride with him. Just see what he can do. Because so he might come out and stink it up, but here's the thing with a mobile quarterback. He can pull he out can, of it. Once he gets ignited, he can change a game like we saw yesterday. But Nico's supposed to be mobile, too. I, I think I Nico just, is mobile, but he is he's not going to be the runner that Garrett Green is. No,
1: I just think – at this point, if it looks like this is it, you know, because you have to win. I mean, you have to win Saturday against K-State. Then you have to win again at Oklahoma State to even be bowl eligible. So if I, if for some reason, say, okay, say we drop the K-State game on senior day and not win. To me, I'm starting, Nico, at Oklahoma State to get him the reps and see what he's
2: got. Yeah, but what if what if we lose forty five to forty one in Green throws for two hundred and fifty yard? That's mean, a different ballgame. That's the thing, though. I
1: just mean if we lose, lose. Like if we oh. get if we get our ass waxed and can't ride the emotion, which we have a hard time doing, riding emotion of good wins into the following week. Oh, man, the reason
2: you keep Brown is if there's hope to sell. And right now that is Garrett Green. I also heard something else interesting. I was listening to another podcast and they said that Charles Woods might redshirt.
1: Well, yeah, uh, and I heard that too because <clears throat> a lot of that I mean he was getting a lot of looks by the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it and, sucks for him and a lot of talk and he can't he he can't get over that injury. I'm surprised he even came back at all, but
2: that, I mean, that's a tough. Well, but
1: I'm thinking he's, initially he's thinking, I'm going to come back and and I'm I'm still going to show my numbers.
2: Yeah, but you bring him back, you got a young secondary that have played most of the time pretty bad, but they have gained experience, you have your linebackers back, you lose stills, but you know, that's but a you, huge got loss. But you got Jordan Jefferson. You got Sean Martin Jefferson yeah. and some other guys that have played a lot this year, and then offensively, hypothetically, you could bring back just about everybody.
1: Yeah, I think BFW well, He might he, go pro, but well But does he? I don't know. He, I mean, do he's you, very he's cooled off a lot. Do you take that risk knowing that you can come back knowing that last year's effort and this year's Last year's numbers, not effort. Last year's numbers and this year's numbers are drastically different.
2: That's a guy who might go to the combine and just blow up too. And true, yeah. I mean, he's they got might, he's got the number, the physical yeah. numbers to be an NFL player. I don't know if he can
1: put it together. You know who else does too? Who? Sam James. If he could fix the oh, he he was the MVP yesterday. Oh, absolutely. He showed that's the same Jam, Sam James that you heard about. Yeah, what you saw yesterday. He's he's been fine this year. I don't have any. I'm talking about what you expected out of him.
2: Well, I mean, he made he had a big kick return. He faked that punt. Yeah, and he made the catch of the game down the (laughs) sideline.
1: On that on that punt, I got a lot of texts during the game saying Neil Brown found his balls. I said, No, a desperate (laughs) man will do desperate things. Sometimes you got to
2: junk the game up and throw a monkey wrench at him, and we have not done that. I can't remember the last time we faked a punt. I think maybe year one when he went to Oklahoma. (laughs) I was going to say the sugar bowl. (laughs) No, but, I mean, we do all that goofball motion. Yeah. And and do nothing but kick it. Exactly. So, that was a throw, too. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. And Sam James, I – when we ran it and it, the, you saw the play develop. I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is, this is, we're not going to convert this." And then he just lowered his head and went for it and got yeah, it.
1: Which hats off to him. He yeah. saw instead of trying to force a throw. I don't know. I mean, good win. I mean, I'm happy we won. It's the que- here's the question: Do you blow it up? Do you blow it up? It's Duh. it's. Does a transfer portal blow it up itself? Not if Brown – not if we
2: don't make a coaching change. I think a lot of these guys will stay. I really do. Now, you know what? This team could come back and go 5-7 and seven again next year, and you just blew a year. I don't know. I feel like we've had some tough breaks this year. Some yeah. really tough breaks and we've done some dumb stuff. We've been our own we have shot ourselves in the foot so many times.
1: Oh, we've definitely been our own worst. Enemy. I mean,
2: just look at last week at Iowa State. It's ten to seven and we get a roughing the punter like and they go down and score and all the momentum's gone and we're we just kind of lay down and get our ass kicked. But if Green plays well down the stretch, even if we end up four and eight, I don't think they'll fire him.
1: It'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to also watch um, what they do about lines.
2: That's a whole different conversation. Because but looking for a head coach and an AD at the same time at the yeah. same time is the a recipe for
1: disaster. Yeah, if they're getting rid of one, they're getting rid of one or the other, not both at the same time
2: i'm i'm conflicted though i lean towards firing him because i think his record here is just unacceptable having a coach at west virginia and i'm not a pull the trigger guy but when you lose three out of four years something's got to change yeah that's what i lean towards but i i also see the counterpoint there
1: aren't a whole lot of coaches out there right now Yeah, we've already we already had two decommits which like I've told everyone, you'll go we can go to the portal. One of them was and a running those. back though. Would would
2: you if you're running back and you look at Donaldson and running back
1: and, the running back didn't concern me. Who's the, who, uh, who else who else do you commit? This morning, um, that cornerback that we were going after. Um Hold on, I'll get you his name here in a second. I, you know what? I don't I don't care about recruiting.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I you you look at the transfer portal if you want immediate help.
1: He, uh, Where was he from? That I can't remember. He went to uh, – he ended up committing last night to – or this morning to Cincinnati. Well, last night to Cincinnati. Well, good for him. So, shoot, I can't find it. Yeah, well. I mean, it's, it's no big <laughs> yeah, deal. Yeah, it's no big deal. the the thing that surprised me was the fact that, you know – Cincinnati's in for a rude awakening, I can tell you that.
2: When they come to the Big 12, like we learn, you know, we were oh, we got Gino and Tavon and Stedman and we're going to score 1000 points and then we found out that we had zero depth, our defense was putrid and we go 7 and
1: 6 Calhoun. Yeah, there's I'd, a Calhoun four-star corner committed to Cincinnati. To me, you would think that a corner would be chopping his bits thinking I'll come here and start as a freshman. Yeah, I don't I do not want freshmen freshmen
2: starting at cornerback. Right? I that's one position I don't want to see that. So see you later, pal. Hope yeah. you have a good career.
1: And I honestly couldn't care less. So Well I mean there's not much more to say. Great win, you know, atmosphere did did you did they ever say how many were there? Said over fifty, which is bullshit.
2: I was thinking around forty-five.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah, Every, the stu- students were fine. They had. Well, they won't be next week. They, they bailed because of the weather, which I don't yeah. blame them. Well, there were a lot of people that were bailing at halftime because of the weather, because that that temperature dropped fast. Oh,
2: the wind was was tough. But it's kind of funny. You you feel. When you defer and th- the win, when you pick which end zone you want to go to, people don't think much about that. Mm-hmm. But that might have won us the game yesterday. Oh, probably. Because they missed the first field goal and then the other one. That other one that hit the upright? The, right.
1: I will tell you, I mean, it would have been good from 57. Yeah. I mean, he had it. <laughs> then I, all I was saying was, please, God, don't let this go into overtime. <laughs> I was so <laughs> – and I was like, "This is what's going to end up happening. We're going to go." I, you to know overtime.
2: what? And much maligned Neil Brown for his questionable clock management yesterday, the game-winning drive
1: was beautiful. Right? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Use Big time factor outs. was Garrett Green too. Yeah, use timeouts when they need to use timeouts. And... and
2: being able to run the ball, they had to drain their timeouts.
1: And you you want to talk about a team? You they were already hugging and celebrating before Leg went out there. <laughs> I mean, they felt.
2: <laughs> I was nervous after the extra point. I was like, "This can't happen again, right?" Like, right? I've seen seen too much from West Virginia. So,
1: well, that great being win, said, great win. Let's uh, take a break. We'll talk hoops, and uh, the text line went off. Did it? So awesome! I love it. We'll uh, we'll read those. So we'll be back. We'll be right back after this word,
0: word, word word. Son of a bitch! This is Chris Walters with Integrity
1: Insurance Group. If you think you're paying too much for auto insurance, you probably are. Give us a call at 304-346-9181 and have one of my agents work with you on your home, auto, business, or pet insurance. We look forward to working with you. Let's go, Mountaineers.
0: Wanna put on that dress, it all the bad boys like I know your daddy ain't home, so ride with me tonight You always wind up here, in a puddle of tears Them boys are out and they're angry and they're looking for blood In the back of a blue old pickup truck You've got nowhere to go, although you rock all gussied up There's so much whiskey in his coke, it'll make her nose spin. But she swears it is love, it's a damn godsend. She ain't known God since she was a child. She used to play in the yard and she would dream of one day.
1: World... Welcome back to Section 304 Podcast. And uh, Little Hoops went, played Pit Friday night. And let me be the first to say. <laughs> that I was impressed.
2: Yeah, I was impressed too. I mean, Pitt, Pitt's banged up, and you hand, handled him. Beat their ass. Flat
1: out beat their ass. I like our big guys. When's, and we were talking about this. When's the last time we were dominant like that underneath with both post-play and rebounds? I mean, the the last one I could think of was like Devin Williams' I mean, Culver. But consistent is what I'm talking about. And I know I'm still Culver was con- consistent. It, yeah, it, until Culver lost his head. If you got in the cul- – now, Culver's last year, yes. But, you know, there were times that when Culver got – when they got in Culver's head, Culver was in trouble. Culver was a black hole, which by that
2: I mean once you threw the ball to him, it wasn't coming back at Right. Now these guys, they're going to get better. I think Pitt's best big guy was out. He was, and I don't think we dominate like that with him in the game. But there is a lot of talent there, and the effort's great. It's great to see Wagyu, Waggy, well, Waggy, Waggy. Waggy plays hard, and he's a good rebounder. I like Akwando. I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name. The guards, uh, Troussaint and Stevenson played really well. So did Keedy. Keedy and Troussaint in the game together. I think Pitt went four and a half minutes without scoring when those two were out together. They are lethal on the ball defenders.
1: I like it. I mean, there there's not much to be honest with you. There's there's not much negative from the Pitt game that I could say.
2: No. No, they played well. I mean... If you want to get physical with us, go ahead. We're 10 deep, and we're physical. We play physical on the perimeter, too. That's the what we all loved, right? The not. I hate saying press Virginia, but that's how those guys played. That's how they play.
1: I mean, it's a different
2: type of it's press. Physical, it's physical, right. Well, we're not really pressing. We just kind of guard the ball up the floor, which right. is fine. It's completely fine. Right. Um
1: that's just enough to annoy you every time you exa- inbound the and ball. And you
2: gotta you gotta it's it's just wears you down. Because yeah.
1: you gotta really focus to get the ball up the floor. Um I'm all in on Eric Stevenson. Eric Armsleeve Stevenson.
2: <laughs> I I think Trouson is a true point guard and we have not had that for a while.
1: And it's been nice to see Kat- it was nice seeing Keaty off the ball. I've been screaming that for two years. And, I don't think he's you. You get to well. I think he likes it more. It seems like he's never looked comfortable to me running no. the offense. But now he can slash and cut and <clears throat> excuse me, set screen. You know, set screens and roll up, pick and roll, and roll off. And I don't know. I mean, our you real know, test- how many
2: dunks did we have yesterday or Friday night? Gosh, you know what I've- dunks are. Dunks are easy baskets. How do you get easy baskets? You run your offense well, and you pass the ball well.
1: We haven't seen that for a while. And not only were they – they weren't just post-up dunks. I mean, Emmett Emmett driving the lane and getting dunks. Mm -hmm.
2: And I think Trey Mitchell, once he gets in shape, we're going to be better. I I, think so, too. Here's what I like about this team. They're going to get better because you have guys that are experienced and know how to play. Stevenson knows how to play. He's just got to – Keep his emotions in check. Well, Troussaint knows how to play. Matthews is a totally different player.
1: I have a, I, I don't know where I saw the, the meme or the tweet or whatever, but it said, Eric Stevenson, a guy you want on your team, not against you. Absolutely. And when watching, That's a Gabe,
2: Gabe too. Javon yeah. Carter. Just guys that get in your shit and are relentless and do not stop the whole game.
1: Which... Let's take a side note. and Hats off to the old junkyard dog, Javon Carter. He's had, I mean, he's making the most of... of Had 36 and 12. Yeah. That's a good night. I mean, I
2: so... Haven't had anybody do that in the NBA since Jerry West, if that tells you something. So,
1: hats off, JC. Keep tearing it up.
2: We got two games this week. We play Moorhead on Tuesday and Penn on Friday. Which should be... Well, you got to play well, right? I mean, look at uh, Oklahoma State lost to some – or Oklahoma lost to some shitty team.
1: Now, what? They're both at home, weren't they? Right. Monday, I know. Then we go out to Oregon. So – and that's going to be, to me, and that's what I was saying yesterday while we were sitting around talking about it. To me, the real test of this team, after seeing how they played at Pitt, you know, come in, handle bits the next two games, and then you get Tested you get to see what you really are. Yeah. And if we I, beat I, Purdue, we're we're pretty good. I yeah. would like to see you know, I'd like to see us go out and make a statement. But if not, say we're competitive with Purdue. We but we I think we should beat Purdue. I'm just saying if we lose to Purdue, you get to see your deficiency mm. and knowing knowing hugs. They'll fix that deficiency, and stuff will be fixed before Big 12 play. But this is our first test to see what needs corrected, what lineups are working and not working, and that type of stuff out here at the Phil Knight Classic. Before you get in the Big 12 play, you can kind of fix You're little get, things. Well, yeah, I mean, then you play.
2: after. It's not too long after that we go to Xavier. Yeah. That'll be a tough game. I just think that this team can get a lot better. and I hope so. They cut the turnovers. They had 11 – we had 11 turnovers. I would say four – at least five were in the first probably three minutes because the beginning of that game, shit, I thought both teams were going to score 100 points. It was crazy. What, like five minutes in? It, it, five, was, it was like – Eight to seven? No, no, no. It was like 15 to 16 or something. I mean oh, – Sorry, both, sorry, sorry, sorry. Both teams were on track to score 100 points. And – um we we you could kind of see the I guess just energy from our team and we I, we had I, I want to say five turnovers real quick but after that we we really played well on offense we shot over fifty percent we were eight for twenty from three I've noticed that they don't take a lot of bad shots which is a very good sign no they'll, they'll work they can the work the around. ball yeah they they work the ball around they place they played pretty smart against Pitt and last year. We didn't have that. We had two guys that you better pray are hitting, and if they're not, we're in we're in a world of shit because you weren't getting anything from – maybe Jalen Bridges steps up, but he was not consistent.
1: Well, and, you know, and like with – well, I mean, one thing that stood out with me with Stevenson was one, that dribble, that head fake in and then kick to the side and drain the three. And then there was plenty of time that – you know, defender come up, lose his feet. He'd feed the post inside and then move, which is one thing that this team last year didn't do. If I fed it to you inside, they were – Couldn't make layups last year. No, but they were stone feet <laughs> Oh, they and were, not moved. They weren't any good, man. This, this team is constantly it's, – it's give and go. Feed, I'm rotating around somewhere else. I'm moving. That's called running offense.
2: And it's it's nice to see because guess what? We haven't done it for two years. We haven't done it for a while. And when you run offense, you get dunks. You get yeah. easy baskets. Because
1: the lane clears out. Because right. people get mixed up, tied up, moved around. I don't know. I mean I, I – I'm not ready to throw a championship parade just yet, but I really like this team. I like this team so far. Yeah. Like they, I said – Take care of business these next two games. Go out to Oregon and find out what you got. Right. Because, I mean, that's going to be – while Pitt was a a start of a thermometer gauge to see where you're at, going out to Oregon is going to be the real test for two reasons. One, the talent that you're getting ready to go up against. But two, the travel. And with the way the Big 12 travels, and that's one thing that the past few teams, past couple teams had a hard time doing – is, Come on, man. That's an excuse. Huggins always
2: uses that as an excuse. I, I mean, they fly what? Flying to Texas takes, what, two hours at the most? I don't know. I've I, I, never flown to Texas. Neither have I, but it's not
1: I, – I hate that. <laughs> I think it's more of an excuse for basketball than it is football because, I mean, you're yeah. gone. Yeah. And you got to do – you
2: possibly have to do it twice a week too, which – Probably isn't a whole lot of fun, but they fly on a
1: private jet. Yeah, well, it seems like yeah. this year there's a lot of play out west Saturday, play again Monday type, type games. So it's like you never come, they don't come back right. home. They're where last year's team would come home and then turn around and be going right back out three days later. Yeah, beat Purdue, and I think we got a pretty good team because we would play the winner of Gonzaga, Portland State. So we would play Gonzaga. Which did you hear about all that news on Gonzaga? No. It was Gonzaga shopping that. It wasn't the Big 12. They, they don't bring anything to the table. Well, that's what the Big yeah. 12 told them. <laughs> they're good. Why because, would they want to move? Because they're freaking out with the whole, if you're not in a conference and these super conferences and well, what, happens, I mean, what happens with basketball. Yeah, it's I, it's just all that fear of the unknown, so they're trying to shop themselves somewhere. And honestly, they're a better fit in the Pac-12 if, if you want to get real technical.
2: Right, but... Anything going forward, you're not going to leave Villanova and Georgetown and Creighton in all those Big East schools. No. Because Villanova won two national titles. Those schools are usually pretty good. The Big East is usually, I think they get four or five teams in autumn, like just every year. Right. You're not going to leave them out. No, I, I just... And they have some of the biggest TV markets in the country. You're not going to leave them out of the... I, just Conversation.
1: Think, I, I think Gonzaga shopping themselves was just just a freak out of, but the Big 12 pretty much told them that they don't add value. They don't. The only thing that matters is football. Right. Unfortunately. Because I
2: love basketball, but bas- no one gives a shit about basketball no. when it comes to TV and money and all no, that
1: No, football stuff. feeds everyone, even in your, I mean, even your Kansas's and okay. your Duke's. And your Kentucky Let me tell you something. gets fed by football.
2: When all this stuff started, I saw that Texas made more money from one football game than North Carolina does for like a whole season. Yeah. Which, now that I think about that, I don't know if that makes sense. It but doesn't make sense. Anyway, that but might be T. Te- who Who knows? But um, I, like I said, I was wait and see on this team because. We didn't add anything we didn't add any shooters on the perimeter. But so far Stevenson shot it pretty well. Matthews has shot it pretty well. And the inside is the just the experience. Those guys are veterans. They know how to play. They know what to expect. So
1: speaking of veterans, we're missing a veteran to this podcast. Oh. Poor thanks thinks he, he was uh did you say he got the invite up to the cookout last night to Neil's house for the with the football team to Just celebrate to sing
2: Kumba, Kumbaya and play cornhole and hang out with the creepy bow tie guy, <laughs> the creepy bow tie doll. No, Durrett had a little bit too much fun up in
1: Morgantown. So you know what I hope Durrett did though? What? I Hope he went down the book exchange and used <laughs> code section throw for him, some basketball merch. So go down and check our friends out. Yeah, great way to work The that book end. exchange. Use code Section 304. Tell them we said hi. But no. We moved up 19 spots in the Ken Palm. Yeah. I was waiting. I wondered when. That's, that's huge. That is huge. I mean, look, while I'm not saying right off that we're going to make the tournament, I am liking this team.
2: It's, it's I'm liking nice, what I'm seeing.
1: It's nice when everyone plays hard yes. and plays as a team. And I think that was my biggest question mark was, you know, one, Hugs did something that Hugs is against, and that's used a transfer portal. That's changed. Did you see how many recruits
2: we signed in basketball this pat, past yeah. week? None. None.
1: So they're already loading up. But Who are they see, gonna bring in? Yeah, but but to me, that's that speaks volumes. That I don't like it. I don't like it. But it's But I'm reality. just saying that Hugs is changing his ways a little bit because he was dead set. I mean, he's come out and speak spoke out numerous times against the transfer portal, but yet we've added three off of it, correct? Wasn't Tousant Mitchell I mean, and Stevenson? Were yeah, all three those transfer. were all
2: transfers. And then you had some JUCO guys. Yeah, but I'm just talking just straight from the transfer. Portal. And everyone's a lot of guys said we had one of the best transfer halls in the country. You know, so, which I I I see it. Oh, I'm and seeing It's it now. it's more experience. Yeah, they're veterans and they don't get rattled. Stevenson got a little out of control against Mount St Mary's. He he came out pretty hot. Some frustration, fouls, diving on the floor, just not even going for the ball, just taking the guy out, getting teed up. But to but his I credit, it. I liked it too, but he bounced back and played really well down the stretch in that game. So he's a vet. He's played at three schools yeah, or four maybe. I don't know. I think three. Three. Then we all know Matthews has played a lot. And Trey Mitchell, I I, I really like what I see out of him. So, I'm optimistic. You can just tell
1: that um, they are a better basketball team than last year. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not not saying we're making the tournament yet, but I'm saying that I can find myself now, you know, going out of my way to watch this team, where last year I was fine with having it on in the background and, and listening to what's going on, but not, you know, not really caring. Last year was rough. Yeah, last year absolutely was. We hit our ceiling early.
2: Yeah, and I don't. I think. I think this team can get better. Which, hey, I'm I'm here for it. So let's do some text, bro. That's what I'm. uh, That's what I'm. I'm curious to to
1: see the text line after a win. I don't think we've had this yet. So real quick, so one of the guys that didn't put his uh, name on it. He texted Said just listen to the show Sorry for not putting my name It's Mike Mounts From Garden City South Carolina Garden mm-hmm. City Beach He said I've listened to Every show you guys have done You guys ever want to do A traveling show I'll line that up here At the beach Beer's on me Garden City Beach Yeah I think
2: What's that place called There's a WVU bar There is no, Yeah that's think where a name, I go I forget Maybe the Goodnight Cafe Or something I don't know
1: But so Mike We might, we might have to take you up on it Um Definitely, man. I love Myrtle Beach. That's
2: my that's my spot. When my Garden had, City, not
1: right. not the dirty Myrtle. Had, had we won, had we won last week, they had us in the uh I'm praying we go to that bowl one year. The Myrtle Beach yeah, one? Well, that's where they that's where they projected us had we won last week. You might want to move my phone before time's out on you. Okay. Oh, wow. We got a lot. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. So, start at the
2: beginning (laughs) um happy ear then hail at herd hater you follow herd hater on twitter i I do follow herd hater is pretty funny he's a canova guy too (laughs) garrett green pounds diesels He's he doesn't he doesn't touch light beer. No, no. He probably smarks Mar Marbreds too. Cowboy. Don't get that guy in Newports. Cow, cowboy Killer. Yeah, he needs a mustache.
1: He does need a mustache.
2: Okay, glad we got the win. But now this shit show continues for another year with Brown, unless the next two weeks go off the rails. Green played a hell of a game, but let's see what happens when a team game plans for him. All week, we scored 23 points against a historically bad OU team. Go Mountaineers. But this shouldn't change
1: the fact that we need a new coach. I mean, not wrong. No, he's not wrong. No. I mean, no more than what we've said on and off already today. I mean, right. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, what transpires in the next three weeks. Yeah. And oh, to be fair, o- Oklahoma is not worth a shit this year. No, and that's why it's hard for me to get. I mean, I'm glad we won, but it's hard to get hyped up that we beat Oklahoma because it's not like we beat the Kyler Murray, Baker, Baker Mayfield, yeah, even right. Sam Bradford, Oklahoma style team. I think they're going to be all right.
2: I think Venables Oklahoma will be all right. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. He that's just a rough situation. Lincoln Riley took all their players, and yeah. That quarterback, you're right, he ain't Kyler Murray. That's for damn sure. All right, Jake from Charleston, South Carolina. Brown has grown on me after his last presser and then the win today. Most WV thing, thing ever is to beat OU in a year like this. The most unneal Brown thing would be to win three straight games for the first time and get us to a bowl. If Brown starts green, I think we have a real chance at that. If Brown is up to his old tricks again and starts JT, then he should be made to stand at the 50-yard line. Of Mountaineer Field with a full stadium all hurling tomatoes at him, and then he's fired. This is the best WVU podcast by far. Go Trump. <laughs> Appreciate the compliment.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: It's uh, no politics. We don't po- don't po- talk politics on the show. But you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. No, I mean he's right. Bill <laughs> Brown is the greatest coach ever. No, I agree with him. I mean. <laughs> I would love to bring back throwing rotten vegetables at people. Well, but here, it, speaking what, of rotten Jesse vegetables, Gallagher died. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, <laughs> R.I.P. But pour some out for Gallagher. <laughs> it, it's uh, it would be in a very it's ve- yeah very, very WVU yeah. fashion that we will win and go to a bowl. We'll win out. He hasn't won three games in a row in his career. We'll win out and go to a bowl game. So maybe he'll. Break Thanks it for forward. listening
2: i am serious i would love you are a
1: wonderful guy
2: (laughs) i would love to throw rotten vegetables at people all right will from connecticut i'm an alumni i've been watching this team for more than 15 years my worst fear the last few weeks has come true the little visor wearing dweeb gets a signature win against an unranked five and four oklahoma in a half empty stadium I hope to God this doesn't fool the administration because we need to blow it up. This guy turned JT into Dagi in just a couple of months. Let's get him out of here before he ruins Green. Go ears! Nice win by Hugs And the the other night. Eat shit pit.
1: Eat shit pit. Always. Here, here. Here's what I say to me: the ranked Virginia Tech team is more of a signature win than this win over Oklahoma. You know why we haven't had signature
2: wins? Cuz we're not any good. You know? Like Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Georgia was pretty good. VT, looking at my wall, VT. They were number 3. That's a signature win. Penn State 84. They were ranked. hadn't beaten them in 29 years. Signature win. Miami 93. They're 4th, we're 7th. Mm-hmm. Signature win. You got to be pretty good to have a signature win.
1: Yeah, and we're just not And
2: we we just haven't been very good. Oh, this thing timed out on me.
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to be I do I mean I really do feel that that I do like I don't I don't put this in his hat as a signature win.
2: I do like that no one is all in. No. After this, I think the wait and see approach is probably the best and here we go. All right, another text. So, are we going to act like this Mobile homo win is our first piece of ass and fall in love like some dumb dicks, resulting in giving Neil another year. I hope
1: not. I th- I think I know who that is. Again, I'm taking the wait-and-see approach. Let's see what we do against K-State. We beat K-State. Let's see what happens against Oklahoma State. My My wallet's hoping that he wins three in a row because that gets oh, me six Oh, yeah, wins. I
2: forgot about that.
1: So... You got a lot riding on this, buddy. I do. So I need Neil to get his hat out of his ass. We're going to have to, to get Derek a Green. fucking
2: GoFundMe going if this doesn't – Maybe you don't get just, six.
1: just to make my house payment.
2: It's, it's not out of the realm. I think Oklahoma State is not what they were at the beginning of the year. I think their quarterback's been hurt. Mm-hmm. Still going to be a tough game. Oh, yeah, because I mean, next you're week going, will be tough. You're going to steal water. <laughs> How mad do you think Clown Shoes is that Gigi is being heralded as the hero? This guy's press conferences are maddening. That said, hell of a win. Love the show, Dave and Richmond.
1: Well, Dave, I, I We agree. hit on that
2: at the beginning of the yeah. year or beginning of the show. Like I mean, he He found <laughs> this guy saves his fucking job for another week and he's nitpicking about
1: He should have went. He was supposed to take the ball in the middle of the yeah. field, and then you ask Garrett. Garrett goes, I was supposed to take the ball in the middle of the field, but I went right <laughs> well, thinking. The,
2: Greatest play in Mountaineer history. Major Harris ran the wrong damn way.
1: Yeah. All that matters is the result. Speaking of, how about that play where Garrett goes to hand it off and has that, oh, shit, stands there for a moment and then scrambles and makes something of it.
2: That's what a mobile guy can do. Long time, first time. After watching today, it appears that every QB that Neil Brown puts out there isn't an alpha male and just a little bitch like himself. That's why he doesn't like GG and has never played him that much. You can see it in the attitude while on the field. WVU's QB in the last four years have zero personality or aggression, but insert Garrett Green and he comes out of the pile fired up and getting the crowd into it after a five-yard run. The players feed off of that and played for their alpha male QB. Let's just hope this doesn't mean Mr. Bean sticks around <laughs> with another win or two. Can't wait to listen tomorrow.
1: I agree. And, and, I mean, we've said it. He did bring that extra spark. And we said, you know, we talked about other other players that always had that swagger to them. You know? I hate
2: that word, by the way.
1: Swagger. Swagger? Yeah.
2: Oh, way overused. Okay. I know what you're saying, though. He, he had
1: that fuck you mentality. Exactly. There you go. Now we're talking. And... You know, here's a – we said it when they needed that first down and Green got to keep the ball, he was the type to say in that huddle, give me the ball, I'll get you that yard. Fair enough, yeah. And he did. But he was the one when the game's on the line, wants the ball in his hand. That allowed us to end the game
2: on the field goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was huge. You're right. Um and he was fired up too. He was running around the stadium after the game, yeah. waving the state flag. I'm, I'm, just not trying to buy in right now. I'm because I don't
1: know. I don't. I just don't I'm think not Neal likes him. I'm not buying in. I'm giving credit where credit's yeah. due.
2: Yeah, no, I just don't think because
1: he, that's why I said let's let's wait and see what goes on this week coming into Saturday because it very well he could very well trot out Daniels. As a starter again, you can't do that <laughs> i I, don't, I, know. I know I don't where... put anything past him
2: oh man, Neil just bought himself an extra year unfortunately, Preston and Morgantown We'll see I hope that's not Preston Fox'm <laughs> i just kidding um possibly I think the question at the end of the year there's two it's two parts if this quarterback change is what it is for the next two games and he plays well and we look better do you have enough hope to run that again or do you want to blow it up it's a very tough question you're talking about if we do bring Neil Brown back and say Lyons doesn't get fired I don't think Lyons is going to get fired but and it doesn't work next year they're all gone yeah hell gee might be gone too. Bah. All of them. Clean house. Did Garrett Green just save Neil Brown's job and is that a good thing, Keith? He saved it for the week. See though, I why would you fire a guy with two games left? Does it make any If if
1: you would have done it after the Texas Tech game, I I would have been like, "Okay, that that's that's fine." No, but that's again the, I, I keep going back to the report with Pete Thamel. We lose that game. Neil Brown gets fired that night. Okay. I, I do you, But would you fire him with two games left, though? I do. I think you do because I think you go ahead and show that you're all in on your next search as opposed to, you know, because in order to fire him, Everyone's on board that that you move on past him, and that the money for that staff and the money for his buyout is all set, ready to go. It's done. So now instead of reaching out to, say Hugh Freeze and talking to Hugh Freeze, it's not a hey if we do it. It's done. It's out there. What what can we do? So for this week, it's safe.
2: Okay, from Jeff in Cross Lanes, should Clown Shoes get any credit for finally starting Green? I mean, he's left that kid on the bench forever.
1: How do you start Mud Shoes Daggy over him? Fuck. I'll say this with, yeah, I give, I give Brown some credit. Of well, he I'm, hasn't started yet. No, he but didn't start yesterday. But I give Brown credit for yanking Daniels and going with Brown or going with Green. I give him credit because he, he could have wrote to. it, but he, he had to, man. But again, like I said, a desperate man is willing to desperate things when his job's on the line, i.e., the fake punt in our territory because we don't get that, that seals the game. Yeah, we're probably gonna lose if we don't get the fake punt.
2: Probably. So that, I mean, you gotta hats off to them. I mean that they they've probably saved that for weeks. Yeah, that fake and they waited until the right time. I, I don't know if you remember during the after the Sugar Bowl, they were – Stu and Rich Rod. Stu told him the whole game, fake punts there, mm-hmm. fake punts there. And they they sat on it. Until the right time. Until the exact right time. And, it, and I Phil mean, it's, Brady it's gets beautiful Takes yeah. a step up like he's running, tucks it, and goes. The rest is history. So, I don't think – I don't think Neil's going to get fired this year, and that doesn't make me happy. However, blowing it up and starting
1: over again scares the shit out of me. Yeah, because, I mean, theoretically speaking, when you fire your coach, you set yourself back five years. And this, this has been
2: two coaching changes and, in and less than five years?
1: Well, and that's under the old way. Yeah. Well, you blow it up, you could lose half your team. You know who fires their
2: coaches – after two coaches, and well, I technically we didn't fire Dana, but we, yeah, it's not good. No, it is not good cycling in coaches. Kansas has done it a lot. Yeah, Pitt, look at Pitt. Pitt went from they were one of the best programs in the country, and they had to, they had a coaching
1: carousel for 25, 30 years. Yeah. I'm big on right now it is what it is we won you're safe for another week let's see how let's see how you build and the rest of this team builds going into senior night which the game's at two o'clock I don't know if I'm gonna be there
2: I really feel like a lot of people may not be there still I'm I have to travel next week and I don't know if I'm gonna make it but you mm-hmm. never know it. What, the he weather, what, the
1: we, what is the weather supposed to be like? I don't know. If it's anything like last night, I may
2: not go. <laughs> but folks, keep texting. It's a lot yeah, of fun. We enjoy them. We're fans. We're not coaches. We're not experts. I think everyone kind of has their thumb on the pulse. And I think people rag on fans. But
1: fans make this thing go. Fans pay the salary. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, yes. You know, now, that being said, I did see from a douchery tweet talking about if you want to send a message, don't show up. Don't ever do that. Don't do that. That's That's terrible. That's the only message you're sending. That's loser shit. Yeah. You're sending the kids the message you don't care. I understand.
2: Yeah. I understand if you don't want to go up there and people have other things going on, but don't ever quit out of spite
1: no you know brown brown the university have the money have your money yeah right so right. you know it doesn't hurt them by you not showing up they've already got it what does everybody say about west virginia fans we're the most loyal fan base we're in loyal the
2: we show up we travel well why do you think we got into the big 12 that was a part of it not all of it but definitely a part of it
1: you know, that being said, if you're able to make it up go up for senior night. Go up on senior night. <coughs> Hell,
2: we might win. Well yeah. We might be the top twenty team. Yeah. I, I think we got a shot.
1: Oh, I think we got Kansas a shot. Kansas
2: State's well coached, but they're not gonna go out there and blow your doors off with athleticism like a old Miami team, you know? No or Oklahoma with Kyler
1: Murray and Baker and And who this else? team just got a new spark. Right. So, I mean, a little life got breathed into the program. Well, not the program, but a little life got breathed into the team last night. So that, you know, that's going to help rolling into practice today. Watching film. Yeah. And, winning, you know,
2: Winning cures everything.
1: Yeah. Ask I, Ed I,
2: <laughs> I know sometimes when you want to do something and it's the emotional reaction and it, you think it's going to feel good. It's not a good decision, and I'm kind of seeing that with this situation. We might have to bite the bullet and suck this year for next year. Now, we have said that for two or three years now, but depending on how this finishes out, if we play well the next two games, I I think you keep them because there's not a guy out there – there's rumors that Hugh Freeze is interested.
1: No one knows that. Hugh Freeze is interested in the Auburn job too, right? Hugh yeah. Freeze has the history of being interested in any available job that's going to put money more more money in his pocket. Yeah, so he can coach though. I think they lost. They, they lost did, yesterday. Yeah, to they UConn, lost.
2: yeah, garbage UConn. So I I can remember. Um. There's no guy out there like when we hired Rodriguez. Everyone knew that for like a year. Yeah. Like the minute Nealon steps down, it's Rod's job. And I think Rod got an offer from Texas Tech and he told him, like, it's now or never. And I think Nealon by that point had had enough too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he was ready to to hang it up. I'd always heard, though, he wanted to coach Rasheed Marshall. But he took one for the team, man. Didn't he recruit Rasheed? He did. He did, yeah. He took one for the team. And step down probably a year or two early. So, I think
1: everyone just and the closest guy that we've had to Nealon, program wise, is going to be Neil Brown. Maybe. And think about how everyone long it... wanted to run Nealon out of town. Though. Right. The well, last that's...
2: two years we went four and seven and six and five. We won that bowl game. And now everyone wants to build a statue yeah. because you look back at it and what he did here was incredible, but people wanted to fire him. People yeah. wanted to fire him in 1990. They wanted to in the mid nineties. And then at the end, some asshole flew a fucking fire kneeling playing around the stage. I remember that. I do too. I remember people saying, call Terry Bowden. They had signs. Yep. So well, and you don't always do what gives you instant
1: gratification. How long has Mark Stoops been in Kentucky? A, a good while. A good while. And he's just now getting that program to yeah, be competitive in the SEC. Yeah, I think
2: they're competitive. A, right, right. They're a little disappointing this year, but uh, they're still going to probably go to a bowl. Yeah. But you're, so, you know, they're a factor. I mean, they were ranked, I want to say, in the top 10 at the beginning of the year mm-hmm.
1: after they won a few games. But Kentucky football used to be a joke. Not exactly, saying that West Virginia but, football's yeah. ever been Cycle, a joke. Cycling but, through coaches. Yeah. So, so do
2: you want to go down that
1: road? I don't know. Do we bring Neal back? I don't know. I mean, that's. Not that's why I said. About it. That's why I said I'm on the wait and see approach. Let's wait and see how they perform this week. You know, maybe pull off a win. Then let's wait and see how they perform next week against Oklahoma and win me some money and go to a bowl. <laughs> so no, just if anything, don't give up on these kids because these kids haven't given up. Regardless of your personal feelings on this coaching staff and, and the future of what this coaching staff or the athletic department's future is, rally behind these kids because I can tell you that that stadium, wow, a lot of people left at halftime because of the weather, got loud. At the end of the game, it definitely did.
2: Then it got really quiet
1: when Casey Legg stepped out there. Yeah, it It was hilarious.
2: Was- Everyone was going crazy because they knew we were going to win and then – you could have
1: heard a pin drop before well, he because kicked in typical mountaineer fashion, we're like, "Look, he's going to end up missing." Here's here's where he misses his first one of the season. That's what I was thinking. I'm I'm pet, too pessimistic. In case he turns around with the degeneration X, suck oh, it. I didn't see that. No, he didn't. Good for it, but <laughs> that would have made that a whole lot better if he did. <laughs> Be a whole lot cooler if you did. Be a whole lot cooler if you did. So. Well, what's your prediction for next week, K-State, 2 o'clock, Mountaineer Field, senior night? Man, I don't know.
2: I think Garrett Green changes the dynamic so much it's not – there's no easy way to predict this one. So let's just say Green starts. I I think we got a chance.
1: Daniel starts. We lose.
2: I don't think Daniel's – I don't – I don't think there is any way in hell you can take JT Daniels out there.
1: We've I, seen I, more I don't calls see before. how you can do that. I don't either, but I'm just saying... Fuck it.
2: We're going to win. It's going to be huge. To the Trump guy. The greatest team ever. Hey, a win. A lot of people are saying Too bad the Mountaineers I, are the best team ever.
1: Did they have us over five and a half, or was it five? I can't remember. Buddy, go, you're going to have to check that. That fluctuates because five would put me as a push, and I'd get my money back.
2: I honestly have not watched Kansas State that much. I saw them beat Oklahoma, but that is. I about watched it. them. I watched them blow it against TCU.
1: Hmm. They won again. They're undefeated. How crazy is that? Texas is back, and when I say Texas, I mean Texas Christian University. <laughs> so. Well, it's Sunday. Getting this one pushed out a little bit later. Durette should be uh, passed out in bed by now. What's he going to order today? Wings. You know what? Taco Bell. I, I think he's going to go fast food. Nothing. He got really weight on. But I know I'm going to. I got to pick the dogs up from the kennel and uh, then um, uh, get ready for Yellowstone tonight. Couldn't get into that one. Oh,
2: I love it. I love the 1883. Yeah, the prequel. That was incredible. And then I just, it's just like too much like The Sopranos for me. What is today?
1: Today's the 13th. I think either today or tomorrow the new one with Stallone comes out. Ooh. That Taylor Sheridan's doing. I can't remember the name of it. Tulsa something. Tulsa yeah, Kings. Tulsa Kings. That's it. I might watch that. I'm I gonna. Have, that. I mean, I, I, I can't
2: picture Stallone as a mob guy though. I
1: like Mayor Kingstown. That uh, Jeremy Rainier was in. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, you need to watch that. Kind of over TV, man.
2: <laughs> it's it's like a job now.
1: Like, oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch that. But like, see, now we're getting into my TV season. Is it because well, because it's getting cold. Yeah, and I you don't know, really want to be outside. The weather's shitty. So you know watch sports with sports on on throughout the week God, sports even suck right now with the mountaineers yeah being disappointed
2: we got a basketball team yeah we do got a basketball team we we'll leave it, it on that keep texting in folks yeah yo, I love it Sunday.